Welcome to Litton Unfiltered. If you're a first-time listener, how are you? It's a podcast about life events, ranting. I try to talk about Batman, but I don't know if this episode will lead to Batman. But if you're a returning guest, how the fuck are you? You're not really a guest at this point, so I'm not gonna be, be I'm not gonna be nice to you. So I have a very special guest today. Probably more interesting than the most interesting man in the world. So, think about that. So, I'm not going to drag this on anymore. Thanks for listening again. And enjoy the fucking... very special guest at this time is none other than my best friend, Mr. Craig. Craig, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Rob. How are you? I'm okay. I mean, we got a couple cocktails here, ready for a little drunk cast maybe. Yeah. So it should be a uh, good time. I'm on my second one and I'm already there. Nice, nice. (laughs) So bud, is there anything going on in the world right now that's just grinding your gears? Anything you want to talk about? Well... How much time you got, buddy? Um, I prefer, I like to keep it like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's not enough, but I'll try to keep it short. All right, so I don't know if you know, but I'm kind of a big uh, political guy. Lately, I've been to a lot of politics. See, that's the thing, though. They don't know. They don't. This is the first time. Well, first if you don't know, here. now you know. So, you know, a little bit about you. You're athletic. You're handsome. You're really intelligent. You know? You like you like making money, you know. So you're kind of you're kind of a big deal. You're like uh, Wolf of Wall Street a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. You got a big cock. It's the most important thing. All right. So uh, then you could go on. There, that's that's practically what he is. He's left-handed, but he does a lot of shit with his right, you know. So I don't know if it's the alcohol or you, Robbie, but uh, I'm blushing pretty hard right now. Um, yeah. So like I said, I'm into politics, and uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching the news lately or anything, but uh, something, especially today, is the ex-director of the FBI, Mr. Comey, had a hearing today, and uh, it was with the Senate, and it was about his conversations with Mr. Donald Trump. Uh, I'm a huge Donald Trump fan. I don't know if that's that's good to reveal or not, and I hope uh, some of you already don't like me because I mean, of that. But most people probably already subscribed or wrote something saying go fuck yourself, but that's all right. That's, that's okay. Fuck about. me, right? Hey, so uh, what do they say? Bad bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah, so, any publicity. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So um, it's just uh, the liberals are going crazy right now, trying to distract everything good that Trump's trying to do with all this kind of crap of obstruction of justice and all these Democrats uh, trying to get them impeached. Um, I, I saw a guy from Texas talking about trying to impeach Trump for obstruction of justice, and it's just like um, CNN is really destroying Trump, and they're just they're just getting really terrible well, with it, what they're with it, what they're showing the public. Isn't CNN known for always being for Democrats, and Fox is always known for being with Republicans? Uh, more CNN being with Democrats, and it's gotten to the point where it's just like you shouldn't they shouldn't even have a channel anymore. <laughs> 
But uh, I watched Fox News last night, and um, they just had a, uh, like a nice breakdown of everything that's going on. And Trump is just you know trying to do what he can do to help our country out, and now he's getting hit with all these distractions of freaking Comey with the obstruction of justice, to trying to let Flynn go. But um, you know he wasn't telling him to stop looking into him and stuff like that. But um, you know there was no proof of obstruction of justice there. And they're just trying to get him for all these little things, and it's just getting really annoying. So um, that's just one thing that liberals do to take me off. Um, I'm sure a lot of you saw or heard about the picture of that Griffin lady holding up a yeah, severed head of Trump. She was just not bright. Huh? That, was just, that was just dumb. I mean, Democrats and Republicans were both just like, all right, you went too far there. It's but um, Yeah, it's bad. Because think about it. There has to be history there. I know we live in 2017. And it's kind of fucked for the most part. But if this would have been done in 50s, 60s, 70s, you would, that person would have been probably sent to prison. Well, first of all, it wouldn't happen because it was a woman who did it. True. <laughs> um, second of all, yeah, you don't show a picture of your president's bloody head and you holding it like... Yeah. And not only that, I mean, she she started crying about how Trump ruined her career, how he wants she wants to go after him, trying to sue him for ruining his, his career. What career? Exactly. She, <laughs> she she kept trying to say that she you know was trying to run this career with all these these males coming after her and being a female in, in the in the comedy world, and it's just like, did you ever see her on New Year's Rockin' Eve or New Year's Eve? No. Not funny at all. She had no career going for her anyway, but uh. That sealed deal of her uh, saying bye bye. So she will no longer be on that. Um, that's just that's pretty much it lately. I mean, the liberals got to got to wake up eventually. Something the liberals are doing like crazy shit at colleges too. Oh God! Don't even get me started. Back in college, there was a, the Black Lives Matter thing was a huge thing, and there'd be freaking kids in my school laying down in the cafeteria really? on the ground, crossing their arms across their chest, saying, "We can't breathe." <sighs> This and was we had going to freaking run around. Huh, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. We had to step around them trying to get out of the building. It was just like, you got to be kidding me, guys. There would be, they would have, like, groups of people in the rain at night chanting these things and going around campus. It was just unreal. And they were so uninformed. They called the Republicans people uneducated. Man, these freaking liberals are so ignorant, arrogant, and so brainwashed by the media and by their college professors. It and it's seems, unreal. It, is it just me, or does it seem like that, like, they just don't get, like, normal life. Like, they don't get, like, being here is, like, a blessing. And, like, we could live anywhere else, and we could either be forced to do things we want, don't want to do, or the ladies can be, like, practically, you know, just sex slaves. And, like, be, like they don't realize the type of freedom we have here. So it's just, like, I just feel like those people are just not normal because it's like they just don't see the bigger picture. You know, yeah. that, like, well, am, I, am I off by saying that? No, and it's funny because all of us are, well, not all of us, me and you, we're millennials, we're part of this group who are being labeled as, as liberals, and I hate it because, you know, we're the generation that's that's looked at as being entitled to everything and, mm -hmm. you know, you know, free everything, everyone can do anything they want, you know, love conquers all, all this stuff, and it's just like, don't even get me started about the, the Bernie followers, dude. Oh, with all God. this socialist stuff about free college and all this stuff. people, And then, like, kids our age, they just get brainwashed by the idea of free college. It's just like, are you so, are you that arrogant and stupid that you don't understand the repercussions of 
any of that happening. It's just like, it's not possible. It's not feasible. And if it is feasible, we're going to be the ones paying for it. So yeah, it's like someone has to pay for it and they just don't get it. I don't get the kids too. I, I, I've been seeing on Instagram, like kids are like posting like these poor me posts, like, oh, graduation day. Now I realize I got to pay back like $80,000, bro. It's fucking called working. It's called a job. You just did something that's going to benefit your future. You make money, you pay it back. It's the fucking world we live in. Yeah. If you're in debt your whole life, you're in debt your whole life. That's another part of the life we live in. <laughs> that's true. But it, it's, it's also hard because our generation is, is, is used to getting things now. You know what I mean? We're used to making an impact now. We're used to all this stuff. And then we go into the real world and we don't realize that we have you know, 60 more years of our life to live. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not going to make an impact right when you get out. You're not going to make that $150,000 that you want to make per year. You know, you're not going to just be handed things that you think you're entitled to. Like, you're going to apply for jobs, but there's thousands of other kids applying for the same jobs. Like, there's competition. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to separate yourself. And then, you know, the, the, the people who can't do that think that they're entitled to all this stuff, and that's when you get into, you know... See, that's another thing that's wrong with this. Unemployment you, you, competition. You said, you, said, you said competition. Um, it's, that's so true, because you're not the only one going for that job. People think too much that, like, just their life is the only life that matters, and uh -huh. like, they, don't, they can't get out of their bubble or put themselves in third person to see, like, what's really going on. Right. So, like, do you think with them having a hard time with competition, that's why people just bitch and moan and fucking feel sorry for themselves because we also live in a generation where you can get a fucking trophy for coming in last place. <laughs> where if, like, the way how you and I were raised and how we played most of our sports together, if you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby, baby. So, like, for us, we accept the competition where there's a lot of people right now roughly around our age or younger who like are, oh my god they get labeled as being afraid of competition oh little bobby can't do this yeah. because he doesn't like competition well fuck that <laughs> this world was based on fucking competition yeah that's right you know think about fucking cavemen you know if you have to look for your food and fucking some other fucks looking for food and there's a fish you're gonna fucking compete to get that one piece of fish you gotta eat that's that is right brothers gotta eat we gotta fucking eat <laughs> So I'm sorry. Keep going. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's pretty much spot on. I mean, I can complain about my generation for days and the liberals, and it's just, it's getting out of hand. But, um, you know, will it suffice? Probably not anytime soon. But, you know, we just, just got to be just another something we got to deal with in life right now. But uh, with that said, I hope my listeners um, don't hate me right off the bat. But uh, you have some of my political beliefs. I know that's one of the fastest ways to lose friends. It's also the quickest, quickest way to make them. So, uh... No, <laughs> you don't, don't feel pressured. Okay. We don't have to do none of this. But just say if people, you're, you're irking people the wrong way and you want to put them in their place, do you, is there some kind of social media you would want someone to, like, try to fucking come at you if someone wants to, or you just don't want to leave it? You just want to leave it and fuck it. Fuck. I'm going to leave it and fuck it and just let people think about it. Let them think, let them think on their own. Think mystery fucking yeah. guardian. And then, uh, you know, maybe they can... I don't know. Hit lit and unfiltered up for some question or something like that. Oh, no. Fuck, like, not for this. No. I can't be a part of that kind Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Because then no. I'll be like, I don't know, oh, man. He's got his own shit. I don't know. No, because <laughs> liberals are the biggest babies ever, and they freaking, they, they won't stop. And you don't realize when you're in a political battle, no one wins. <laughs> that is true. No one wins.
But I'll tell you what, Democrats lose more than they win. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I change the subject? Let's move on, my friend. Okay. Today happens to be... Uh, I feel like every day is there's something made up. Oh, so I don't know where they come up with these things, but right? there's something every day. But today happens to be National Best Friend Day. <clears throat> and, you know, I want to ask you, how do you how do you view this day? Like, you know, how do you view best friends? What's a friend to you? How have you seen friends throughout your life come and go and change? You know, I just want to pick your brain and see what you think about it. Well, um, a lot of people define friends differently. Some say, you know, oh, I grew up with them. Oh, I have a past with them. Oh, I went to high school with them. Oh, they were my best friend in college. They did this. They were my best friend here and my best friend at work, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people have best friends, I guess, more than one, and I do too. I think I have more than one best friend. There's no such thing as, you know, one best friend, I don't think. Um, each friend has their own role in your life, I believe. And um, my true, de- true definition of, of the word friend, I guess, is, you know, you hear it all the time. It's, you see it on social media, memes and stuff like that. It's more like, <clears throat> you know, you can go years without talking to this person, but then you talk to them for two minutes and it feels like you guys never left each other or you guys never stopped talking. Right. Um, also, I think of friends of, of, as those people who you know reach out to you once in a while even though you guys are on separate paths and you guys have separate lives and uh, that's going to happen all the time. But you know, they, they take the time every once in a while to reach out and see how you're doing and you know, maybe, maybe hang out or something like that. And then when you guys hang out, it's like you guys never left. Um, you know, you have those friends that you know, you want to try to look hot with or you try to do cool things with, like if you think you're cool and then do cool things and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, you have your college sorority friends. Oh God, don't even get me started on sororities. But, uh, you know, you post all those pictures and stuff like that and you guys just, you know, try to get the most likes, try to get the most follows, help each other out with captions and shit like that. It drives me nuts. But, um, yeah, like I said, you know, best friend, someone who you can be yourself with and uh, go years without seeing and it's like nothing ever happened. I always like the analogy of um, best friend could be someone who you can be sitting in a car with and not say a word to for 30 minutes just because you both understand you're tired and you don't feel obligated to talk. Yep. I always like that one. Yeah, that one's great. And also the one where, you know, you guys can be thinking the same shit from across the room when you're with a group of people and then just look at each other's eyes and just start cracking up because you know you're thinking about the same shit. Yeah. And you know, you're finished each other's mm-hmm. sentences and you're finishing each other's sentences and thinking about the same shit and you still haven't seen that person in five, ten years but you still do the same thing. It's like yeah. telepathy. It's freaking sweet. Yeah, for sure. And, uh... <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm, the, I'm not saying this because of the podcast but I was literally going to say complete sentences because, you know, you and I have done that so many times yep. by mistake in the past all the time um another thing I, I liked what you said is that you know you can go a long period of time without seeing that person but then when you see him again there's no judgment no nothing it just it picks right back up to where it was before which i always thought was huge because i have a couple friends who like i've had times periods of time where you lose contact for a while but like when you see him again nothing changes it's like the only thing you gotta inform them on is just like updates of maybe what happened in a life that is not getting posted on fucking this social media monster uh, I just I love the fact how in the past like year or two I just 
I've grown away from social media posting wise. I love going on there and reading things and scrolling through and, you know, seeing all the funny things that's going on and, you know, all the political things that are going on and just not posting, just keeping myself. But, uh, if it was back in the day, I know I would like post things and look like an idiot, but I know that that's just all stupid now. So I just yeah. love reading it and, you know, being informed about things. Social media is great, but it's also the worst thing that could ever happen to us probably. Here's a legit diagnosis now that, um, social media is, it triggers the, um, addictive part of your brain. People are legit addictive to it. I can see that just because, you know, um, social media gives everybody a voice who've never had a voice before. It gives everybody, um, the ability to voice their opinions, um, to flaunt what they want to flaunt and, you know, get response back. It gives people the attention that they want. Um, it also, you know, makes people feel important. You know, if, they post something make them making them look like they have a good time or something like that they're having a great time makes them feel important when people like their stuff um but it's funny though uh also there's that might be a fact but there's also a fact how like people who post on social media a lot you know behind the scenes they're actually really fucking depressed yeah, they hate their, hate their lives they hate shit. their lives like you know the, what they perceive on social media is not how their life actually is no not at all and you know it, it's such a truth too you'll never you know, some people you'll never know about, some people you will. You might have someone that's close to you who posts on social media all the time saying that they're happy and shit. It's just a pure sign that they're not. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like they're not happy with their lives, so they need to post that they're happy to, you know, have people feel feel happy for them that they're happy and then that gives them a sense of security. You know, it's like, um, but that's been going on since we were kids too, you know. Um, um, can't think of an exact example. I had it in my head, but these drinks are getting to me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll come back to that later. But, you know, so, it's whenever, you know, when we were younger and girls would be like, girls and guys would be like, oh, my God, I'm so ugly. You know, looking for the other person yeah, to say, no, you're not. oh, you're no, so you're pretty. not. You look so hot. And that nowadays you see it on social media all the time when girls are commenting on their pictures. It's all girls commenting on a girl's picture. And they're like, oh, my God, babe, so hot. Like, oh, my God, you're gorgeous. See, like, the best it's so thing, funny. The best thing about that. And one of the one of the many things that made you and I get along so well is we never fell for that shit. You and I always knew when girls were looking for attention. So if a girl was like, "Oh, I'm so fat," you were probably like, "Yeah, you, you probably could lose a couple." I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll eat your sandwich or, at lunch today for you if you want." Yeah, or like, "Oh, I'm so ugly." Be like, "Bitch, they made makeup." And I know that that makes us sound shallow, but we're really not. We're actually like gentlemen. We're good. We're good, loving people. It's just. People who look for the intention or people who just rub us the wrong way. Oh, that's on that grinds my gears, man. Right? But uh, another thing is, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, friends, f- friends could, one, I said this on a previous podcast, but friends, I feel like loyalty is like the biggest key into like my fortress of fucking friendship because you know if I don't trust someone I typically don't let them in you know I don't let everyone in so if I trust you then you're in and you're in for like ever you know what I mean but then once you break that trust you'll it's like really hard to get it back oh my god if someone breaks my trust I can't even look at you again I'm not gonna be a douche or a dick but it's just okay I knew you for this part of my life it was fun time but I'm not gonna know you for the rest of my life right deal so it's one of those things where it's like Rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies, kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's one thing with you, which I I praised on another podcast actually as well, 
that you were always so good at, even if you were in college, doing your own thing, partying, playing sports, you know, getting your degree, all that stuff. Even when we were apart, you always made an effort to text me how I'm doing. You always made it an effort to, if you were home, that I was like, be other than like if you had a girlfriend or if you're uh, obviously other than your grandparents and parents. But I was like the first person you would text me, hey, I'm coming home, let's do something. Right. And you always accepted the fact where, you know, for, for a lot of you who know, I've been with my wife since I was like 13 or 14 or whatever. So he's always been there and like understood. And if I was doing something with her, he never gave me shit. He was just like, fuck, all right, you know? But you were someone who I always appreciated the most because I'm not always the most like out there where I'm like, oh, bro, let's fucking do this, bro. I don't got no fucking life. Let's do something. You know, I always just focused on like, you know, this is what my life's going to be kind of deal. And, uh, you always, you always made it an effort. You always made an effort. And now that, you know, we're, I guess, labeled our mid-20s now, now that you're out of school, you know, we have kind of stable jobs, and I feel like I've seen you more within the last couple months than I've seen you in, like, a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I just, I'm, I'm excited for, like, you know, this, this new, uh, my official air quote, you know, adulthood life, because, uh, you know, if you didn't go away in time frames where it's very easy for people to go away, I mean, that means you're not going to go away forever unless if we die. So, yeah, yeah. I was, I always, always appreciated you for that. Sorry, I had to take a sip of my drink. I feel you. I'm going to take one, too. Cheers. <laughs> Thirsty Thursday, baby. Now... For that being said, if anyone ever talks about, you know, if anyone had this person in their neighborhood or town you lived in, what have you, there was always that one person who always had the best sleepovers. Now, my buddy Craig here was that guy in our town. <laughs> he had legit the best sleepovers known to man. So much so that... Fucking what's what's the most your house has ever hosted at a time between you and your sister? I felt there like was about well yeah my sister being a year younger than me, you know helped out with the with the whole friend crew because she would have her girls come over. <laughs> I have my guys come over. Um, yeah, that would uh, they uh, definitely commingled and uh, <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more than just commingled. <laughs> but uh, I was I was the first one to sleep, so I didn't really know anything. That's what happened? True, you were a little, you were a little <laughs> but, child. My kitchen was always full yep. with anything that you could have wanted, you know, sweets, salts. Everything. Put shit in the microwave, pizza bites. Mom used to cook like crazy. I would have people over just to empty out my closet because my mom wanted to get rid of food. So that was taken <laughs> care of. I had two Xboxes. Yep. One downstairs, one upstairs, linked together so we could play split-screen Halo four-on-four. Four. So we'd have eight people. Rock band. We played rock band. Um, if someone wanted to play Madden, people would be playing Madden downstairs, we'd be playing Halo upstairs, playing Guitar Hero upstairs, you know, whatever, vice versa. We'd, we'd, you know, take turns, we'd set up brackets for Madden, we'd set up, you know, 2v2s for Halo, 4v4s, it was just... Board games, too. Board games, we'd do it all, dude. Um, and then, that was just the inside adventures. 
the outside adventures oh, was shit. what we talk about all the time yeah. from you know it was it was seasonal it was seasonal so you know spring and summertime when it started getting a little warmer out we all played baseball so we loved filling up water balloons and chucking them at cars and running um you know, some, oh god um well staying on the throwing things and then in the wintertime, we'd take ice shit and throw it at cars and stuff like that. And we had the best escape route in my neighborhood through the woods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw it at a car, you hear it scourge, and, like, <laughs> some people came out and stuff like that trying to catch us. So it gave us a thrill as a kid. And now, you... Funny, no, funny story is, though, out of all those kids that slept over, you know, that we played sports with and everything like that, mm-hmm. you're still the only one, like, I talk to and hang out with. So that's, really? uh, that's pretty crazy, yeah. I don't really talk to anybody else. Shit. Do you? Once in a while, maybe. Nah, not really. No, nah, right? Yeah. Someone we just grew apart with in high school and... Yeah, there was a lot of... Little bit kids... We, we, all went, we all branched out. Well, back then, though, you know, we all played sports together. Mm-hmm. Basketball, baseball, football, you know, so we were always a, like a big clique of all different sorts, you know? But I wanted to just say on your seasonal thing... There was a lake behind Craig's house, and in the winter, you obviously walk on the ice. Probably not smart, but hey, we're dumb kids. Hey, I used to play hockey on that day. I used to be fun. I, I fell in once, though. I witnessed him. Yeah, it was you, I think. With Nick Breeden. I know where you're going with this. Say telepathy right here. I know where he's going. He shit orange, um, like, lava shit. Like, it was steaming. It like, was steaming. Like, I'm pretty sure you melted the part of ice that you shit on. And the funny part was is I was so confident to take the shit out there because I never had to wipe. Remember, I was like, I was a one wiper or never had to wipe because I had, like, no hair in my ass at the time. Right. So I never had to wipe. So I'm like, oh, I'll just take a shit here. It was orange. It was steaming. And I had to wipe so bad. I had to (laughs) run back in my house. Yeah, man. That was a legit I had to change my underwear. That was orange shit that came out of you. It was weird. The one time... When I was confident that I know I didn't have to wipe, that I just didn't want to go back to my house and shit, and I did. Now, Craig and I have known each other since I. We really knew each other like when we were like young and like mighty mighty football. Mighty mighty, and then you we get- really knew each other kind of in sixth grade, but when we really became friends was seventh grade, and the first time we actually legit like hung out, we went to a local park. And, you know, getting ready for football season kind of deal. We were throwing the pigskin. And after throwing the pigskin and bullshitting, we went back to his house. And, you know, what young kids do back then? I mean, you're curious about, you know, ass, puss, and boobies. <laughs> little booby booby. I love boobies. So, you know, my man throws on some, uh, some like, some porn type shit. And, you know... For you don't know him, he's he's very he's a very nappy kind of guy. He likes to nap. He likes to go to bed early. You know he likes to sleep. Likes to sleep. Man likes to sleep. So he throws it on. This is my first time at his house. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know, <laughs> is this cool? Like, is this the type of house he lives in? Like, is his dad gonna walk in and be like, hey son, I'm watching with you? <laughs> you know, I knew nothing back then. So he goes to sleep, and I'm like, well, fuck, I don't want to look like I'm the fucking weirdo watching this. So, you know, I kind of just tested my luck. I was too nervous to do anything. So luckily the episode ended, but it ends, and this man's napping with his hand down his pants. Not touching himself, but I guess he just felt cozy down there. (laughs) 
But that was that was the you know, if your parents fed me dinner and that was the literally first very time I hung out at your house. The first of probably a million. Hey, there's nothing like a good day of throwing a pigskin around and at the end of the day watching some porn. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like what do you remember that day? Like what did what made you put that on? Dude, uh, were you my, like, my I, got, I got this new friend here. I got to impress him. I got yes. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but listen, listen. Before that, though, prior to that, my parents just got Comcast. Like that was when it first came out. I guess maybe not when it first came out. It was when my parents first got it. And I was just scrolling through the uh, on demand. Is when on demand came out. And it was late night. And one time before we hung out, it was late night. So I'm like, oh, I guess they have shows specifically for this kind of time. And. Uh, I went in and I just saw some things and it was just like cat house and like busty co-eds and shit like that. And I'm like, what is this? So I put it on and all of a sudden I see these naked chicks and I'm like, oh shit. And then I'm like, wait, what's happening in my pants? And I was like, oh, this is fun. Mom, this is what cool. is this? <laughs> yeah, I feel like Carmen. Man, you're with a bounty. <laughs> nah, but uh, so I was fascinated. And then before I showed you, I showed my, my neighborhood friends. And they all loved it when they came over. So I'm like, all right, Robbie's a cool dude. When we were younger, we used to be friends. I want to be really cool, make sure that he likes me. So after we throw the football around, I'm going to seal the deal and put on some porn. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hey, we're here now, so I guess it worked, right? I guess that was cool yeah, enough. guess it worked. guess it worked. So we were pretty much... People couldn't see us not together for a long time after that. Like we we hung out practically every day, every day all the way until you know you helped me find my my future wife, which was that next year. So, but even if that though, if I wasn't hanging out with her, I was hanging out with you. Granted, I right. hung out with her a lot. Granted, when you're at my house, you would go on the phone a lot when she calls your ass, and then right. see, I would get a good I would get a good bonding like hour with you. And then the rest, Emily would call, and it was like, all right, Robbie, I'll see you tomorrow, kind of thing. Not always. Not we, always. We had a lot Not of always. sleepovers. We did. So, you know, when after hours kicked in, we spent a lot of hours talking, doing dumb dance videos, playing Gears of War or Madden or something. See, that was the best. And then we had this awkward time where we hung out. I think you hung out with Emily that day. I might not be remembering it clearly, but... You know, we all used to sleep together in the bed together. We didn't care, you know. Right. We would, my bed was fucking huge. huge. We slept like five of people very, in that bed. Very good bed. And, um, you know, I think it was the day after you hung out with both of us, me, and then you, you had your time with Emily, and you uh, came back, and we had a sleepover. And, right. you know, we woke up in the morning, and you told me that you had a wet dream in my bed. That's correct. You know, I'll elaborate on that. <laughs> so, I rarely, rarely in my life sleep bare ass naked or uh, people probably think I'm sleeping naked no no no, no. no I'm not, not but here I never sleep naked and I never sleep with just underwear on I always have to either wear sweatpants pajamas or shorts that's it I can't wear I, I just don't sleep well well for some specific reason that night I slept in just underwear okay and I must have had some sexy dreams. I know I maybe, you know, was kissing, you know, back then. You're young, making out a little kiss sesh. You know, my boys were probably a little excited. So I go to bed, you know, I got these dreams. And I wake up and I turn to you and I say, hey, bud, I had a wet dream in your bed. 
And you know what? I wasn't as pissed as I thought I was gonna be. I didn't know right. what I to thought do. You were gonna, I thought you were gonna be. Like, I just didn't know what to do. Right. I had no reaction. I was like, wait, what? But we were young there. I mean, I, I did check my sheets to see if there were any remains, but I tried. I tried. I think I would have been grossed out for you. I would have been grossed out if there were some remains, but I don't think there were any. I don't know if I threw those underwear out while I was at your house or not. I don't know. I made. But it was probably a mixture of you know you saw Emily that day. My bed is really comfortable, and you felt the extra testosterone with me in there. So it's yeah, just I like, was just trying to you know be alpha. I was just trying to be alpha with spreading my seed. You know, hey. like this is my bed. You know, that's right. Alpha mentality. It's like a dog pissing on uh, a fire hydrant. <laughs> no, it's so funny because I remember before I ever like I ever masturbated for the first time. We were about that age, and a little bit younger than that, and I didn't know what ejaculation felt like, right? <laughs> I didn't know what it felt like, and I used to have these dreams all the time, and I, I think I ejaculated before I jerked off for the first time, and I remember the nights that I used to have dreams I was with a girl, and like I was just kissing her, because like you said, I was just kissing at the time, and out of nowhere, I felt like I was going to pee on her, like I was going <laughs> to urinate, and then I didn't know until years later that I was having a fucking wet dream when I was 13 years old, and I'm like... Hell yeah, it was because I neglected him down there and I never jerked off until I was, you know, 13, 14 years old. So he had to find his ways, but I always thought it was because I was going to pee on a girl in a dream and I couldn't do that. So I did it and I woke up and I'm like, oh my God, I thought I peed on a girl. So, but, uh, that's great, man. Good good shit. Now, being at your house all the time, like we did growing up, like all the time, Craig became... Not only, you know, the best house for sleepovers, best house for games, best house for food. He kind of became, like, the the grade for the boys in our... The boys. For the boys. He became the boys' barber, essentially. <laughs> you know, we were all we all were trying to be independent, even though we weren't. You know, but we wanted to be cool without, like, spending money and shit. So my... Craig would cut fucking hair all the time. You know, some haircuts were better than others. <laughs> some blades would break while he was cutting hair. Whoops, sorry, Dario. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, he was cutting hair. Now, how the hell did that start? I don't even know how that started. Well, I used to go to a haircut place all the time, and, you know, I'm a very observant learner, so when I watch someone do something, I think that I can do it too. So I would go get my haircuts. My mom would take me, and I would watch this lady do my hair, and I'm like, you know what? I could do that. And you know when I was younger, I was cocky as fuck. I thought I could do anything. So I just watched her do it. And I'm like, Mom, take me to Rite Aid. We're going to get me get me a haircut thing. Because I didn't want to pay $7 for a haircut. Right. I mean, granted, my mom paid for everything for me when I was younger anyway. But I still didn't like the idea of having to pay for shit. Which is still like today. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I guess some things never change. But um, yeah, I just picked up on it. And I... Uh, I tested out on my friends that I cared least about first um, of what they looked like because I knew girls didn't care what they looked like. So I did them first, such as, um, you know, we won't drop names here, but I already did. But, uh, yeah, I just watched and I learned and I did it and it just, you know, I just did it. Sometimes it was easier when people were just like, yeah, just give me give me a two all around. You know, it was one size. I don't have to worry about blending shit in or anything like that, so I just did it. But I remember when we were, uh, I think we were, I think we were in eighth grade, or we were sophomores or something, and we were going to uh, Mohawks, and we we're going to play Tonga South Baby. I think we were sophomores. Sophomores, yeah, because that's when we were on the same team, and uh, yeah, all the boys came over. 
We put duct tape as line for, for the mohawk. Oh, yeah. And I would just follow the duct tape line on the head. Yeah, some turned out well, some didn't. And I was like, damn, was I drunk when I did this or what? But it was oh all God. cool, though. Everyone, did, everyone didn't care what it was like. It was like, yeah, okay, Mine, it's mohawk. Doesn't doesn't matter if it's messed up. It's mohawk. Let's just go with it. I think my school photo that year, I had a mohawk. My school photo that year, I was bald because my mom made me shave it off. No, I rocked Never it. Never bald again. Well, mine life. wasn't crazy. I kept mine really short. I think you went a one all over and a two for the hawk. Oh, that was a nice blend. So, yeah, I showed, yeah. I just showed, you know, I was, like, distinguished, but I still had it. Yeah, no, I went straight skin. And then my head never looked so big in my life when I shaved my head. It was unreal. Yeah. That's looked, when I didn't grow into my head yet. It looked pretty round. Yeah. Pretty round. Yeah. So. <clears throat> but more boxy. I have a box head. People used to call me box head all the time. Yeah. It's more squarish. I don't know how to label your head. You have a big fucking head, though. Hey, my mom always told me it was to hold my big brain. I believe that. Hey, I believe <laughs> anything my mom says, right? <laughs> She's the first person to give me confidence in your life. That's true. That's very true. Now, I'm trying to think what else, like, really made us close. I mean, I don't know what really made us close, to be honest. It's playing all the sports together, man. Yeah, I and Emily. Emily. You played everything together. Probably Emily, but even before Emily, though. Because even that year of seventh grade, we were literally together, like, almost every day. We played three sports together that year. Yeah, yeah, it's very true, I get it. But I never knew until, like, I got older that <clears throat> we shared the same sense of humor. That's true. We both shared... Get a dry the, sense of humor, bro. We, we shared the same kind of enjoyment of embarrassing situations, embracing the embarrassment oh, I'm the of, of that people. shit. Like, I think when we both realized, we enjoyed that, too. Oh, my God. When something really, like, embarrassing happened to someone and me and you were the only ones that crack up laughing and our most highest-pitched laughs yep. ever. Yep. Just make it ten times worse for the person. Yep. That was when we were, like, you know, passively-aggressively bullies, I guess. Nothing to be proud of, but it <sighs> was kind of... Know? Just for those laughs, it was like, you know, they were just condescending, like, haha, you're a piece of shit laugh. Like, that sucks that that <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> no, like... <laughs> What were the situation? Not the person directly. Not the person. The situation. The situation. Yes. We did that shit with even but teachers, I, too, though. Yeah, yeah, to everybody. But yeah. I could see the person who we were laughing at could feel, you know, like they were yeah, getting like demoralized. Fuck. Yeah, like, you know if, if people fall and they get up hoping no one saw? For the most part, no one actually saw. But him and I would just assume, and we would laugh really loud. And then we would make sure everyone saw. Uh, but we wouldn't we wouldn't flaunt it to anybody else. We would just like laugh really loud, but we would we couldn't control it because both of our laughs are kind of contagious. Right. And then we were like trying to match each other's pitch of laughter, so it would just keep getting higher and higher. Right. So it just kept going on and on. Another thing I think that kept us, you know, so close and like just that bond was obviously playing football with you when, you know, throwing touchdowns to me. That's just something you can't trade for the world. Right. So that's something that's just a bond that can't be, can't be taught. I mean, we like playing the same video games together. We like the same music, same food. You know, we just like a lot of the same shit. And even the corny shit we enjoyed. Now... <clears throat> and as bros, that's, that's what brings you together. You know, those kind of things. Right. It's a bro thing. Now, why do you think, though, when we really broke that, like, when we got to that, like, bromance, bromance? Like, what? I love you, man? Right. Right. Exactly. 
Now, I, I don't know why, I always felt like I had to, like, look over you. Even though I knew you were more than capable of it on your own. I don't know why. Like, it was almost, it's probably a big brother feeling kind of thing. You're yeah. always older than all of us. You're always right. older than me. You're always bigger than me. Um, but I never felt up. like that with any everyone else. Like, there was a couple friends in our clique back then I felt that way with that I had to, like, you know, like... Because I was always all over the place, and, you know, people used to talk shit about me all the time, and you were there for me. Kind of, You were like my... It was like a big brother feeling. That's why. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean... I've got in literal fights, you know, for for thinking someone was, you know, being a little being a little scummy to you. Yeah, it's a brother thing. Dude. I've threatened people where I probably could have went to jail <laughs> for you when people were being a little cocksuckers. Yeah. Um, we had some big cocksuckers too. Yep. But you always knew that you, were, you know, I remember one specific time, I couldn't do anything about the situation because, you know, you were like. Oh, he has stuff going for him, kind of thing. Right. Looking back at that now, it's like I should just kick his ass, and not like it would have mattered in real right. life anyway. But, but that's how we situations. thought. That's how we thought. And at the end of the day, you were there for me and right. all that shit. It was a big brother feeling, and that's when you know the bromance gets real. Things get real for sure, for sure. Yeah, I always, I always, always had your back, I, and it was something like not. I felt obligated. It was something I was just like, like natural. But I always had yours too, but I never needed to get it because you were just the fucking man, you know? Right. I guess maybe it was because I always knew that I knew more about you than anyone else thought they did. Because there was, like, Craig in school and Craig outside of school, where it's are two different people. And that's what I always regret. People always see that side of me that they didn't really know who I was, but they just assumed shit. Right. And then at the end of the day, it was like, all right, Craig's a pretty cool dude, you know? Right. So, but no one ever got that side, but that's okay. Um, we all grew up. And Granted, you did a lot of stuff that didn't help your case. Yeah, that's, that's but at the 100% same, true. at the same time, it's, I never appreciated the fact that you always just had these labels. Throughout all your years, there was always a label about you with something. And for 99% of them, they were false. Yeah. You know, and then like, you know, another one thing too is like, preferably when we got older, Probably after, definitely after I got hurt. <clears throat> I remember I wanted to see you get into a fight. Just to shock the fucking world. <laughs> because you didn't look like anything special, but you were probably, arguably, the top, like, one of the top five strongest kids in our school. Yeah, I definitely did not so, show that well, but I definitely was. Yeah. Right. So, a part of me was, everyone thought you were probably a little bitch, puss. But you were probably one of the most scariest people there that no one knew. So, like, I kind of, like, I kind of want him to get in a fight. So it would be one of those things where it's like, oh, damn, we can't, don't mess with him no more. Right. Because that's one thing that people, you know, you're the you're quarterback pretty boy. Right. You know? Well, I never really raised my voice except for uh, a couple times in, in, in high school, let alone when I was younger. I never got punched in the face, never punched anybody, nothing. But, you know, it's those people that, that you know, it's hard to piss off that you gotta watch out for you never know you know right. those psychos you know what never helped our cause either is like save someone well I knew how to turn it off because if I knew if I was gonna start fighting someone like I had to get serious but it took a lot to get to that point oh are we not gonna talk about the one fight that you had no nah, I'm not gonna talk about okay it. we'll talk about it another time um but one thing that never helped our case is if someone tried getting like tough like verbally or they tried being like a hard oh, ass no. that we like to label. 
What would make the situation ten times worse is we would literally laugh, like, oh, really high no. in their face, kind of what we were saying before. That's like, just a losing battle before it even started. Right. We never took anyone serious. <laughs> it, which was always, it's always a good thing. It's hard to take things serious. Yeah. Right? Life's too short to take it serious. And but when you're, when you're young that age, though, you don't realize that until you're older. Like, you, you really don't. You think you're invincible at that age, and you think, you know, everything at that age matters so much. That it just, it, when you get older, you laugh at, like, like I see high school kids, and I'm just like, wow, you guys are babies. Like, I laugh, like, right, oh, the kids right. probably scumbag. no idea what we're have no like, idea, yeah. yeah. See, like, That's how we were. We had no idea. What changed for me is, like, I uh, 100% was like that as well. It's hard to say you weren't like that when you're living in the moment. That's all being a kid, you live in that moment. Uh-huh. But I remember after I got hurt, though, my life went into a different kind of perspective, so I did see things differently. So that's why, like, what you were saying, like, oh, he's got something going for him with the air quotes, where I was like, I don't fucking care. It's because, like, I kind of already knew the shape of, like, how your life was going to go, and then, like, <laughs> what was more at stake for you than was for me right. with having a family member working in this school. So for me, I was just like, okay, if it comes to this, say if I have to fight this kid right now, <laughs> worst comes to worst, I get expelled for a couple days, come back, no big deal. Right. right? At that point... I already knew I wasn't gonna go. I wasn't gonna go to college. I already knew I was gonna be like right to work, right out of school. It was the fuck it stage. So I was kind of just like, "What's there to lose?" You know. Yeah. And it, I guess maybe I was playing a little bit of poker because I the the person, um, I knew he wasn't gonna do shit. Right. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's just like, whatever. Right. And that was my whatever stage because I literally like you know getting hurt. Realizing your life's gonna be different forever, yeah. so I'm like, "Fuck it, <laughs> that'll eat the shit. I don't care." But oh um, my god, yeah, still to this day, I feel like that though. Like you know, I'll never say anything. I would never say anything to you that I wouldn't say to your face, and anyone that would say things to you behind your back that they wouldn't say to your face, I would call them out on because again, I love the awkwardness. Right. So yeah, I feel like if I was facing any of that, I would just laugh now. Right. Well, it's weird. Awesome. No, none of that shit would happen. I know if exactly. Did, exactly. If it did, that person's got a fucking. They don't have any best life friends coming. You know. They don't have any best friends, and they post on social media a lot. That's the kind of person. <laughs> well, I mean, depending on any ass, people think fucking social media is as American as apple pie. So who knows? I think the best thing about social media is staying connected to everyone. Sure. Also, it's great for marketing. It's great for people for news for keeping people informed when it's not fake news. And stuff like that. And I also think that, um, you know, Instagram's updates is it's great for a day like today. Like I said, how you have a bunch of different best friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, instead of having to post a million different times, they have that slideshow thing now. So you can post your, your best friends from all kinds of levels. Whether it's your dog, whether it's the pillow you slept with since you were five. Or, no. you know, whatever, Xbox. Or your friend from college, your friend from high school, your friend from work. I got a hot take for you. Spin zone, if you will. Now, do you think passive-aggressively, people who are in the first slide is really their best friend? Oh, shit, this is like a, this is like a MySpace question of That's friend right. rank. Yeah, top, like, Damn, top 10. Damn, man. Yeah. I'm sure people do it on purpose, and then some are just so oblivious to it that they just do it because it was the, the most recent picture in their, in their gallery, and it just came up first. I think most girls that are doing it are doing it deliberately. Like, oh, but I, gotta never put, admit I gotta put Sharon first. Um, I'm gonna put fucking whatever second. But the worst, the, the other question is, 
do they do that? This is the first question. The second question is, do those people who have been placed in a certain order reach out to that person and ask why? Why some, they were put some third. crazy bitches, man. <laughs> no, and if it's a guy, oh my god. Yeah, like if I fuck if, it. if I partaked in like this social media thing, which I rarely do, if I did, this is what I would do. Spin zone. You gotta take a dick pic of your five closest friends and just post the dicks. Alright? And they have to guess who it is. Right. Great. But then what if all the other four know that that's not their dick? Is the first one is not theirs. Well, I can I think spin zone, spin zone, and be like, bro, I'm going off a dick length. Biggest dick goes first. It's wow. fair game. Okay, so, all right, that's good. That's a good uh, justification. Right. I think the smartest thing to do would be try to find a picture that represents, you know, if you have one close friend group that represents all of you. So all of you are in a group, the first picture. So it shows a bunch of people at first. And then the sub ones are just, you know, the individuals. But then people will be like, oh, why am I the second one? Ah, oh, it's fucking never what about What about pick collages? Just put a bunch of friends on one fucking Yeah, picture. but then they'd be like, why am I the one in the middle that draws the most attention? Dude, it can go on forever. Girls are fucking crazy. Even some guys are unreal about it. Yeah. But whatever, that's a totally different story. Moral of the story is, though, after all of this, you can tell that Robbie and I have been friends for a very long time. And that no matter how long we were apart or, you know, we didn't talk or whatever, we always, you know, thought about each other at some random point and reached out to see how each other were doing. And another thing about having good friends is that, um, like, status never matters. Like, no one, when you hang out with that person, they don't really, they don't care how much money you make. They don't care uh, what your job is. They don't care about anything, let alone even talk about it. Like, if, like your best friends will know what you do for a living, but I mean, like, when you guys meet every once in a while, it won't be a big topic of discussion unless, you know, you're just catching up to see how, you know, how's work going or something like that. But there's so many groups of people that subliminally ask you how you're doing. Either A, they don't really care, they're just making small talk, or B, they want to see if you're doing better than them or not. Mm. And those are the friends that you want to be, like, skeptical about. And you'll know by the way they ask, they want to know how you're doing. So they can go run and tell the parents from home oh, what he's doing and stuff like that. So be careful who you That's tell things to. Thing. It's a real thing. Be careful really? who you tell things to, man. And, you know, um, be careful about the limitations of what you share in your life to people and stuff like that. Because people really look to see how other people are doing to compare their own life to, to see how they're doing. See, like, uh, that's not even thought that happens with us. That doesn't even, I, didn't I would even, even think that was a thing. Yeah, I just, like, thought about that thing about the, the Instagram shit and order and, you know, status and all that stuff. <clears> and, and uh, see, it's, yeah, it's crazy. That's funny because. <clears throat> It would be hilarious to, like, if I, like, ran into someone and, like, if it was one of those people you're talking about. I mean, like, I wonder, you know, you ever wonder what they would say? Like, what say? Like, what are they going to say about me? Seriously. I don't know. I fucking live my life how I want to live it. <laughs> I, bought a, I bought a house at 24, got married at, like, what, how old was I got married? 23? Two years ago. You were 23. 20, 22. 22? No. Yeah, 22. Uh, no. No, twenty three. Bought my. I don't know. Bought my my smoking hot wife a vehicle. Who's fucking? Dude, everyone has their own life, man. See, the biggest Slip thing for me is what I care about. I care about if my friends who I'm talking to is happy, if their life's going well, if they're with someone that's good for them. You know, make sure that you're not fucking in some black depressing hole you know <laughs> well that's another thing too it's like 
you have a other group of friends, so I'm going to keep comparing fake friends to your, your real friends. Is there, you know, like for me, and I know for you that if I ever needed anything, I could humbly ask you without, you know, feeling like I'm a piece of shit. Like, I know it was just, you would be helping me because I need help. Like, I could reach out to you and ask for that. Like, I can swallow my manly arrogance and pride and ask for help, and I know you'll give it to me without any limitations or anything like that. Meanwhile, there's friends out there who would be like, you know, they would help you where it's, it would be really, it would be like a last resort kind of thing that you would need help. So you would ask this person because you had no one else to go to and they would help you. And then in the future, they would have that over your head that they helped you in that, you know, that gloomy time of your life or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they would make you feel like forever that you owed them something for the help. You know, I mean, yeah. I hate friends. I hate family members like that. That's it's just, fucked. yeah, it's just like, you know, you have a group of friends where, you know, it's not even a big thing. Oh, I need to stay with you. Like, oh, this fucked up shit happened. Can I have some help? And it's like, fuck yeah, dude, come over. It'd be like a hangout. Like, it'd be like, oh, dude, be like one of our sleepovers. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Like, and I wouldn't even think about you needing help. It would be more like we're hanging out. Right. And I would never like hold it over your head, you know, saying that I helped you, you know, oh, remember that? I would never, like, hold it against you. You know what I think? Mean? You know what I mean? It's just, that's fucking, those people are unreal, too. It's like, yeah. remember that one time when I helped you out? Like, you owe me one. Like, oh, I hate that. You owe me. No, I, like, I shouldn't owe you anything. You were being a good person. You should worry about being a good person more than people owing you things, especially as someone who you claim to be your friend. Right. So, that's a whole other topic. A good point. There's a lot of different kinds of friends out there, man, but yeah, I just hope you all pick the right ones and none of them stab you in the back. Yeah, true friends stab you in the front. Quoted by Jordana. That's true. That is true. <clears throat> now, I mean, friends has always been such a fucking, like, overrated thing to me. I don't know why. Like, you know, because you know I was always so close to my brothers. You, mm -hmm. know? you always knew that. So, like, I knew, like, friends weren't important to me. So, like, the fact that, like, the friends that I had and that I, like, chose like hang out with and like kind of show them a side of me that like I would share with my my actual oh my god oh that was a nice fart oh that was just like um, hockey over there so like the side I would show my brothers like if I was letting you in and showing you that side like I legit like how many times did I say this to you throughout our years like that like I literally will view you as a brother at that mm -hmm. point so like the fact that like I just love the fact that you were my... Does that smell? Oh. No. The I fact got. that you were my, my, my best friend in 7th grade, 8th grade, ninth grade, 10, 11, 12. Like the fact that you were my best friend through all those years, and even when you went away to college and I stayed home and did my own thing, like, I still view... Like, I've still viewed you as my best friend, even though, you know, we didn't hang out every day or I didn't see you or... You know, the fact that you didn't judge me where if I, you know, went to any of your games or not, if I seen you at school or not. Like, the fact that you were never a cocksucker, like, about, like... Oh, you weren't there for me. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. That's so, okay. but again, like I said, like, every time you were home, I mean, you made an effort to see me, which was great. Because not many people understood how I felt for Emily like you did. And I don't know if that's because you were involved in a lot of the shit. Well, it also was because growing up, Emily was my cousin Emily. So right. I was close to both of you. Mm -hmm. So I had an advantage over a lot of other people. That is true. And the fact that, I mean, 
again, if I would have never met her if it wasn't for you too. So, go piss. Oh yeah. We'll take a break. We'll take a break and go piss. What's going on, everybody? Chris here wanting to remind you where you can go and find the latest and greatest Slit No Filter news. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter to see when the newest episodes are posted. You can listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, and be sure to click subscribe to have the newest episodes download automatically for you. And if you want, you can go ahead and leave a comment for us to tell us how we're doing. All right, everybody. Peace out. Back to the show. How was your piss? I'll tell you what, Rob, there's nothing like a good piss while you're Did drinking you get, something like, alcohol. You, you know when you piss and you get, like, to shake, like, to oh, yeah. shimmy? Yeah. Those I are got, the fucking I best. I got to chill down my spine and I let out a little, oh, nice. you know, it's like uh, when you go out and drinking with your friends and you're at, like, a bar or something like that or anywhere and, you know, you have to go to the bathroom you forget how long the line's going to be to go piss because everyone's been drinking and has to pee. Right. So you have to wait in line to piss and it hurts so bad. But then, right when you see a urinal open up, it's like the greatest feeling ever. It's like, oh my god. So, and then when you start peeing, it comes out and you're just like, this is this is the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. You know, for people who don't drink, it's like when you're in a long car ride mm. and you're squinching everything together, you know? Well, and you don't want to so be much. that dickhole that's the only one that has to pee and be like, can we stop? Right. You know, because you know you're going to piss off your dad or someone, whoever's driving. Right. So you hold that shit in and then finally they say, okay, we'll stop here. And you're like, thank god you get out the car. You're walking like a fucking geezer. And then you go pee, and you're just like, wow, this is the best feeling of my life. Speaking of bathroom breaks, remember our senior year, how we we had, like, a lot of classes together senior year. We had, like, electronics or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Marketing, launch, gym. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, remember, remember how after lunch we would always walk to the bathroom and piss? Mm-hmm. And then, like, our English classes were kind of close to each other. Yeah. So then we would, like... That that piss break was always clutch. If I didn't have that piss break after lunch, my my rest of my day was fucked. Even though yeah, but we, we didn't at that point we didn't even think about it. It was just a known. That was like, that was like. That was say, say lunch was sixth period and English was eighth. Like our English was seventh. Our piss break was six and a half period. You know that was like what we did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I I know for me personally, if if we didn't do it. It was almost like... Uh, I would have to sign my freaking hall pass, that's what. I would be like, this isn't this isn't right. <laughs> Something in the universe is wrong. Dude, yeah, it's, we formed a habit of it, that's why. Yeah, it's good, though. It's good, good stuff. We had, yeah, we had a lot of classes together this year, which was, it was fun. We built a computer together, we built a robot together. Uh, I mean, you're being, you're being generous with the whole together part. Yeah, I, I know what. Hey, yeah. I fell in love with that soldering iron. I had to do it all. Nice. I kind of, I guess I, uh, <laughs> a lot of my whatever attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I just wanted to have fun back then. Yeah. Especially with the, our teacher there using the name. But, um, <clears throat> so how, how would you, if you had to, like, put a label on it, the, the clicky group of friends you have in high school versus the clicky group of friends that you have when you're in college. What do you think the difference is? Well, the clicky group you have in high school are those girls that you grew up with. You know, maybe the new chick that comes along that you want to try to help along, you know, because maybe she's cool, you don't know. Um, 
or you just stick to your roots and you have your group that you grew up together you maybe you lived in the same neighborhood went to the same schools whatever um you know you you have the really hot chick that's you know has the boyfriend you have the the slutty friend and you have you know the fat girl who you know thinks she's hot and all her friends tell her that she's hot there's always a fat friend though the cool thing though if not college if there's a fat cool chick oh those, it's awesome they're the best they are because the best because they're like they don't give a shit they'll make fun of themselves make oh, fun yeah, of you great. definitely as long as you're not trying to get with the hot one who doesn't have a boyfriend you know just chilling with the fat one is, and she's funny like a fucking Melissa McCarthy kind of thing oh, oh true it's, oh it's phenomenal yeah but uh yeah but then at the same time you know you're hanging out with those girls and you've known them your whole life too right so it's it's not as a fake thing because they're not fake with each other because they know each other really well now going into college you have your your friend group that's you know you you were on the freshman floor together went through the freshman experience together so they're your friends throughout college maybe you guys grew apart because you joined different organizations but then you join cliques like sororities oh my god the most fake people you'll ever meet great people individually oh my god you know they'll they'll do community service you know do whatever they can leadership wise to get a good job when they get out together on real and you know if there's college girls listening right now or sorority girls listening right now which there probably aren't um they'll probably you know shun me and not want to listen to me or whatever i'm saying but their click in college is the most fake thing ever you've you've ever seen it's unreal all the movies that have that make fun of them are fucking spot on it's hysterical <laughs> um but they don't realize it until they, they'll get out of college when they're not going to be friends anymore. Maybe, you know, one or two or three of them will be friends still. But when they get out and they look back five years from now, kind of like how we do with high school now, and they look back and they're like, wow, how I was in college with, with my sorority girls are is like worse than I was in high school. But then you have the sorority chicks that are going to, you know, wear their sorority fucking jackets and shit when they're 50 and hope their daughter goes through this fucking gang, goes through this gang signs and... Have daughters skank signs. That's cool. I like skank it. signs and have their daughters go through the same thing that they went through, you know, and, and make sure that they get the same story that they went in, like the, uh, like from um, I don't know if you saw the second uh, Pitch Perfect, where the mom mm-hmm. was like a, a Bella yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's 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 funny, man. That's a stereotype, but it's spot on. It's freaking hysterical. No, I want to throw a shout out to uh, your neighborhood friends because your neighborhood friends were people who you practically were friends with growing up. Right. Until the schools branched out so the different mm-hmm. parts of your town were all in one school and then you be like, you would see your actually all your friends because like say if you play football you would see someone who didn't go to the same school as you but when you all go to the same school then it's like you, you know the neighborhood friends kind of dwindle they get into their own shit you get into sure. your own shit so i just wanted to throw some recognition out there for everyone's neighborhood friends that you know you're not forgotten it's just grow apart hey I was very lucky in my life with my neighborhood friends, uh, specifically three of them. And it's funny because um, I grew up with all three of them, and my mom happened to be best friends with all of them, and we would literally be, you know, down the street from each other. So we all hung out, grew up together, you know, long story short. When we got to high school, we all went to four different high schools. I went to our town high school. Um, The other one went to another high school because they were hockey players. They both went to different um, high schools and played against each other. The other one went to like some special like mates school or some shit for something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know, we all grew apart that way. But we still made time to hang out with each other in the summertime or, or what have you. And then um, you know, we all went off to different colleges. We all went to colleges and we didn't talk at all for four years or so. And right when we graduated college, it was weird. We all just 
started talking again and hanging out. And it was like we never grew up out of the neighborhood. And it's, it's like, awesome to have that group of friends, like, when they're all in town because, you know, one's a freaking FBI agent, the other one's an engineer up north, the other one's trying to figure his shit out, and I'm just chilling at home, you know, doing whatever. But when we're all together, all that goes away, and we're those kids growing up together in the neighborhood, and it's, it's awesome. You know, it's great to have friends like that, and some people aren't as lucky as I was, but... Um, yeah, you had a good neighborhood. I had a great neighborhood group of friends. We did some hood rat shit together, ding-dong ditching, footing some nice oh. shit in the bag and lit that shit on fire. My old lady no lived in that neighborhood. Your old lady, yeah, we hung out a lot too. Yeah. Before you were around. <laughs> you make it sound like a fucking bad thing. No. We, <laughs> hey. Before you were around. Before you were around. You took our friend. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, uh, I'm happy it was you. Instead of anybody else, Robbie. Yep. <laughs> think about it. Did, did you ever think, when you first introduced me to her years, 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 years ago, that you would have been standing up there with on our wedding day? No. Crazy, right? It's absolutely insane. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I didn't know what marriage was when we were younger. Really? I didn't even think, I wouldn't, I never even picture that happening. Until I was older, and it was like, when the fuck is it going to happen already? It's taking forever. <laughs> it's so cliche, but I, I know, I knew like the first time I actually looked at her. Though. It's, it's wild. Hey, it is cliche, but it's cliche for reasons, because it's true, it happens. That's true. Now, <clears throat> I'm trying to think what else that, like, what's something funny we can tell? something ridiculous and funny that we did? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, speed round. Speed round, okay. There was actually, not always, not always, but we had a third member of this craziness. And typically, when the three of us got together, we would make some pretty, pretty dumb dance videos together, which kind of went viral in our high school a few times. Well, don't forget, sorry to come in on this. That's all right. Before all three of us were together, me and you made that one together. We, we had the original. <laughs> all right, so we had an original dance video where it was our freshman year. We used to play basketball in my driveway with two of our other friends and you know we would we would lower the hoop as low as it can go so we could dunk and feel like we were cool you know right we used to call our defense swamp dude no one could get through there without getting fouled and eating up alive we didn't care though yeah. there was no foul shots nope. so uh one time after basketball we went upstairs and we're like dude let's just make some videos so we picked the song i don't know how we picked it it was uh the love is gone by david guetta yep and it was in my small little office upstairs that my mom had and we just busted out these dance moves in this house and I thought I was the hottest shit ever after I danced after I made that video. I in the middle of it I had my <laughs> I had my shirt off, I thought I was jacked. I was a flabby skinny piece of shit, but I thought I was huge at the time. No, you had you I thought I looked abs there. I thought I looked sexy man. I'm like looking at it now, I'm like, what the hell was I doing? But you know, every year or so I would show all my future girlfriends that video. I I think that made them made them like me. You know, thinking that I was fun, a fun dancer and all that shit. And then um, I went to go look it up and it's not on YouTube anymore. I'm really upset about it. It's gone. They took it off. It's probably like embarrassing the video or something. Yeah, too old. Probably not enough hits. Yeah. We should have marketed that, dude. We could have been on one of his dance videos or something. Probably. But then, don't worry, that didn't stop there. Continuing on with Rob's story, 
Okay. We made plenty more in the future. So we made a lot of more dance videos, and they were pretty... I wouldn't say embarrassing, because they weren't embarrassing to me. I thought they were hilarious and funny. And it was kind of like a good... Uh, it, it was embarrassing. Good, it was a good way of kind of showing a little part of how much, uh, you know, a bunch of jackasses we were. Yeah. But at the time, we thought we were cool as shit. I showed everyone in school. I thought it was the best shit we ever did. Okay, maybe you thought it was the coolest thing ever, but I know for a fact, me and the uh, the other individual, I won't say his name because I don't know if he's... He would be worried about it, probably. At least the old, old him would be. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but him and I knew that it wasn't cool. It was kind of those, like, embarrassing yourself for humor kind of deal. Oh, man. I thought I was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought someone was going to watch the video and, like, call me up to be a backup dancer, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. God dang. So, we would do that. Dude. We Robbie would... would always ask me the weirdest requests that I would not even think of. Like, Robbie, uh, one time, I forget how old we were. <laughs> he comes up and he goes, Craig. I have this weird thing on my dick. I need you to look at it for me. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's bros. Bro. I guess. I was like, no one ever made me look at their dick before. Uh, moral of the story is I was still shocked that he asked me to do that. And no, I never did. I just, I've never, he, I never looked for you. I thought it was just. I'm you not, didn't? I thought I showed you. No, you never showed me. Who'd you, who'd I show my piece to then? Probably the third individual we were talking about. I wasn't really about that showing private parts kind of thing. I seen your dick though. On accident. True. When, meanwhile, when I was about to jump into a cold shower, so I looked like, you know, I, I was going to freshen your breath no, with my Tic Tac. You had to have already been out of the shower. No, I was going in. I turned the water shower. on, and it was cold in that freaking bathroom because the tiles are freezing. So I got really cold, so Robbie. So what were you doing for the whole time that I was taking I was shower? letting the water. Sh I was letting the water warm so up. So you're telling me the time that I took a shower in your bathroom... You didn't take a shower in your parents' bathroom yet? No, I, I did, but we both had the water on waiting for it to get warm, and then you came in asking for, like, a washcloth or something. Oh, yeah, but the water Yeah, I, I had to get you your shit. I didn't even start the shower yet. I started the shower when you came, finally, but I just started it. And I just took my clothes off waiting for it to go in, and then you just walk right in there. Through my parents' room. I didn't even, I wasn't expecting the it. The door was open. Yeah, I guess. Well, really, that's a welcoming sign. No one was home. Hey, so it's okay. It's not like I'm invading, you know... Hey, you saw my you saw my friend. I saw your piece. And I guess it brought us closer, right? I guess. I mean, I never told anyone about your piece. No. I mean, I've only told one person, and it was actually recently. Okay. I well, thank God, I, I because... Told, I told the missus I seen your piece. All right, well, thank God, because then no girls would have talked to me. <laughs> I, you know, I would have been like, he's hey. got a fucking... Well, yeah, he, venture. he said it in this podcast in the beginning, yeah. but no, it's funny. I mean, we're talking about, we're going to talk about this now. Sure. Um, you know how I recently just talked to you about this whole thing about being a grower versus shower. Right. And you I like my mind, dude, I like to call myself the fucking Hulk from how much I change when I'm like, got some blood flow going. Oh my God. Soft dick. Bruce Banner. Bruce Hard Banner. dick. Hulk. So we got Bruce and we got Hulk when I'm ready. Uh, right. Your dick genius, right? Green too? More like a, more like a, like. Reddish greenish. Okay. Yeah. But Sweet. Yeah. So I, it kind of looks like a fucking Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> you got some green veins coming through. Yeah, I guess I should get that piece. checked out, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I probably should. So another thing we would do is, again, dumb kid stuff, but say around winter time, if houses would put the inflatable 
you know, snowmen, reindeer, Santa, what have you. We would think it would be smart to drive around and tackle these things and beat the shit out of them, essentially. Until they popped. Right. That was the goal. Yeah. That if we didn't do that, we couldn't leave. Right. So. Hashtag scumbags. Yeah. I mean, everyone does stupid stuff. In their hey, case. it was fun as shit. We so never got in trouble, so. We would did stupid shit like that. We played Call of Duty a lot. A Dude, lot. zombies was an epic part of our, like, friendship, too. I actually recently was talking about it, how you were arguably the funniest slash frustrating person to play zombies with <laughs> because you were such a fucking nerd. So I'd be like, hey, you, like, we'll call you. Like, hey, Craig, go on zombies. Like, All right, you go on, put your headset on. You're like, hey, guys, I got homework. So can you do, like, the first four rounds without me? <laughs> well, because those are always the easiest rounds, so, so I would have it set Granted, up. the game's AI sees it as there's three people playing, so the more zombies come. So not only do we got to protect ourselves, we're watching that you're not dead or dying. True. So then, <laughs> then we would be like, yo, Craig, you there? Not talking much, doing his homework. And then when he would come on, he would come on finally, and then he would be like... I have no guns. <laughs> guys, I got no guns. You need to help me no out. No money. <laughs> yeah. Or or he'll uh, classic be texting his his bitches. He'd be texting while you're playing. Uh, oh shit! The classic. Oh shit, Craig. Uh, you would say. No, come get me. Come get me, dude. But uh, I uh, can't lose my ray gun, bro. Yeah, and for someone who was like <laughs> the stingiest Call of Duty player, you were always the one to get a ray gun. Always, dude. I think that I think God was rewarding me for doing homework. Probably. Probably. It was right. good karma. All of us other degenerates who should have been doing their homework. <laughs> but that was always really funny. That was hilarious. Dude, and then we used to find the glitches where we could get yep. in, like when the first one came out. That yep. was great. The, the third the third friend. We that's, something that, that's something that grew us together, too, as bros when we were younger. Xbox, dude. That shit oh, made yeah. us... The Call of Duty and Halo were like life changers. The Xbox Live parties back then were like... Unbelievable. Even if we all weren't playing the same games, we were still in there just talking. Absolutely. So, do you... How have you... What was your experience like? Like, I kind of... I touched on some things, like... You know, not to sound like I need you to say anything about me, because I don't. It's just for the pot. But throughout, like, life, how how would you view things, like, as me being your friend? How would I view things as you being my friend? Right. As in from your point of view? No, no, like you see how like I was saying like for some reason I always felt like protective of you and I always had your back kind of deal and like... You oh, okay. Know, and I always appreciated things, you know, that you did and how well, you acted. And well, this is the thing. Being your friend was really easy for me because <laughs> everyone loved your ass or they <laughs> liked you a lot. So it was never... I never had to do anything. You know, I was just, not to sound gay, but I was just, like, lucky to have you as my friend. I never had to have your back. I never had to do anything. You know what I mean? All the girls liked you. When we were, like, when we were like 12 and 13, I'm like, fuck, Robbie, teach me your ways, dude. No, but, uh, you know, as we got older, you know, you were, you were with Emily, and, you know, she was my best friend, too. You were my best friend, so I was lucky to have both of you. You know, no one ever had anything bad to say about you guys or you really. I said that surprises me. 
Except that maybe you were whipped by Emily, but I mean, okay. I had to agree with that, and I told you True. that to your face. But right. Um, other than that, dude, there was nothing bad to say. You know, you were you were a freaking Robbie Honey, baby. <laughs> I mean, there's not much more to say. If yeah. that's what you want to know. Did my did my own did my own shit, man. Yeah. I. Uh, no one ever. I never had to back you up for anything. Yeah, I mean, granted, we had a lot of hairy folk in our grade, but still, people are scared of your ass. Still too. awkward seeing someone who's see. I had a goatee what, seventh grade. I don't know. You had a you had a mustache too when we were like twelve. Did I? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, dude. It's funny though, man. Well, you know what I gotta ask you? Uh, you may not even have an answer for it, but what? Again, like, this could have ended so bad for me because, like, like I said, like, I didn't make an effort to, like, you know, make sure what I had to make sure when you're in school. But the fact that you did, what made you, like, constantly, like, you know, make sh- like, you made sure that we were still, like, close and, like, you know, to see me and shit like that? Well, I guess it goes back to everything we're talking about of, like, you know, how we have trust with someone and... You know, you, you do all those things together, so you grow close to a certain bunch, and then there's still other things that filter that out. And, um, you know, you were, like you said, you were like that big brother, dude. You always had my back. Um, you always helped me if I needed you to do anything. You always were down to do something with me if I wanted to and have fun with me and, you know, do all those things. No, we had the same sense of humor. We had to skew that a little bit. Skew it. Okay. Because I couldn't be, I couldn't be the friend where, like you said, like, you know, if there's things you want to do, I do it. There was... Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about bro things, like, because around the it's like Not with girls. Right. Right. I'm not talking you know, about that. You were, you were, you I were, did my own thing with that. Yeah, you were a sly yeah. guy. So, like, if you wanted to go to a club or go out or just do something right. in general where you were trying to get bitches, uh-huh. I couldn't go. Right. Because I was, I was a tied down, tied down man. Mm-hmm. My old lady would, you know, she's vicious. I don't so, think we've ever gone out. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, everything else. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking about when we were younger because that's that's where you you know you stand your friendship from, I guess. But then also it's just, um, you know, you were that, and also the root I think is M. Because, um, it might be harsh to say, but if you were in M's life, M would still be in mine too. Oh. Just because, you know, growing up, our family. My, my aunt and her mom literally were best friends, and Emily was my cousin growing up, so right. she um, helped it. I don't even talk to her anymore. It's funny. I only talk to you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, growing up, that was always a helpful thing because that also drew you to my house, subconsciously drew you to my house because you knew that we were able to go hang out with her because I was friends with her too, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be awkward in case you brought some other dude around. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew that she was, like, my cousin, and, like, we were friends, and that's it. So... You know, never had that, like, you know, thought in your mind or anything like that. So, um, growing up with both of you, it's just, it's not stuck, dude. Friendship's weird, but everyone has their own story, bro. But, uh, yeah. ours is one of my favorite. Not to sound too corny there, but. Me too. And, uh, I'll never, I'll never say this enough, and I've said it to a lot of people, that I'm thankful for the fact that you, 
you know people say like phones work both ways or that typically is a way of saying that like that person's not saying anything to you and you're not saying anything to them uh-huh. the fact that you, you literally always made it an effort which was great mm-hmm. even if I knew that you probably had something going on and I knew that like even if you didn't like there was a, a long period of time where you wouldn't reach out to me I would still try anyway mm-hmm. yeah yep hey it's like a great woman when you have a great friend can't let him go dude it's true you know it, it's so cool because like I said I feel like it's uh it's kind of like it, it's just like playing itself out all over again. Granted that things are going to like change again. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, well, life constantly changes. Gonna, We're still young compared to what we had the rest of our life. Right. We have a lot of milestones to hit in our own lives and shit, and there's going to be a lot of change to happen. Like, obviously, say whenever you get married and whenever you buy a house, whenever, you know, we start families, things like that, you know time together will dwindle away dwindle away like that's just ideal but the fact that I like to think that for you and I the fact that things are just the way how they are try to describe but I could totally see like our kids being friends and, and like just because we have kids you know doesn't make us go apart either no you know nothing I mean? nothing will dude it's just and it's funny too because you talk about me buying a house and stuff like that and always in the back of my mind when I'm buying a house is how close am I going to be to my family and how close am I going to be to Rob and Emily <laughs> and how close am I going to be uh, to some of my other friends. It's just, you know, I, I think it's very important to stay close to the people who you love because you need that. Whether it's, you know, you can't just be with your wife every single day of the rest of your life. It's just, it's not human nature to have one person to talk to all the time. So you got to have the other parts of your life in that because that's what truly makes you happy is everything you know i'm sure i'm sure if we were just with our significant others we would be happy the rest of our lives but our happiness can expand when we're by everyone that we love right Mm -hmm. so if if like i'm close to you guys and stuff like that like i was thinking about moving out of state but i'm like damn i might get miserable there i'd have to find new friends i hate making new friends just because you know it's weird making new friends when you get older it is it is man you can't build the same kind of trust that you do when you're younger. You just can't. It's hard to build like that. Because the, then you, you're all history. Your own, because you have your own, everyone has their own life, so it's hard to spend all that time to someone to build that kind of relationship. When you already have that solid foundation, it's easier to stay with that person when later in your life you can't see them as much. Right. It's same uh, thing. It's like family. That's, a, that's great. It's yeah. like family, dude. Now, what I was saying about how it's kind of like, you know, replaying itself. I, I totally foresee us hanging out a lot going forward because with your with your lady being like more available, you know, Thank she's God. not in school anymore, and you know, you living only a couple towns over, and you know, you and I are practically on the same work schedule. You know, even though that your weekends are a little like weird, they'll clear up though. So, but for the most part, it just, it's, like... Dude, it was, it took me 10 minutes to get here today. It was like, dude, I would do that shit every day if I really had to, you know? It seems, it seems, it seemed wild. (laughs) It's just like, you know, 
You know what was funny? Is, you know, just like, yo, Craig, you free Thursday night? Yeah. So we, you know, boom, the 30. Yeah, I literally said, yeah, just three straight texts. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, uh, simple, boom. And then you, you, you walk in today, all right? It's, this is when you know, like, when you know someone and you're really comfortable with someone, where as soon as you walked in, and you're like, you know, you're kind of being like, you mean you're going to take a nap? <laughs> like, like, like I don't even think I don't even think about it as like coming over and hanging out as much as like being in like Dude, the presence and stuff. Power nap. So I'm like, why don't you just take a nap? <laughs> or when you when you open the door and I hear you get off the couch to get let me in, you're like, oh, <laughs> you oh, to get up and you open the door. I'm like, wow, you old ass man trying to get up to let me in. <laughs> uh, fucking terrible lower half body I have. That's great, but uh. Hey, what a great timing of a podcast talking about friendship on National Best Friend Day. Ooh, hashtag. Hashtag, man. Hashtag National Best Friend Day. Oh, sorry. And the moral of this, it's really hashtag one of my best friend day, but different kind of best friends. They have all different kinds of levels of best friends. Yeah, for sure. It's so wild, man. Well, you have your best friends that you grew up with that you had the same interests with. You know, the one that's always going to be there, the one who who's always there for you, always there um, to do stupid things with. Then you have your best friend who, you know, you have the same values as and have the same morals as and have the same, you know, view on life as and um, other ones that you just share these certain memories with that will keep you together forever. And um, there's just so many different kind of friends out there. And... There's nothing wrong with having more than one best friend. Do you have a Do you have a best friend who you met after high school? Yeah, I have two, and one from each of the colleges I went to. So, a lot of what you were just saying before, like, for me, like you, obviously my best friend because we have so many stories together in crucial parts of life. Right. Like, you know, your adolescent kind of age and then, like, teenage years. And, like, so, like, we went through a lot, like, you know... To being in your wedding. Sixth grade all the way to graduation. And then in my wedding. So, like, there's so much history there and so many stories and understanding, you know? And then when, like, the biggest thing with me is, like, best friends that you make after high school if if you know you're lucky enough to so like I have one that I became friends with after high school and it's 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 like it's odd like where I couldn't think about like what we said before it's like ah the older you get excuse me the older you get making new friends is because like a lot of a lot of what's based on friendship is like having the memories, you know what I mean? So, like, the fact that, like, the the friend I had after high school where, like, say, like, you and, you know, the third person we were talking about before, like, now that you guys, you know, are out of school and better out of school, where it's, like, you know, kind of going back to how it was kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So the time frame where you guys were away and I'm hanging out with uh, this you person. You have to make other friends. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the person I'm talking about is actually Chris. I met Chris after high school. And, um, he, he, uh, him and I are, like, really, like, we're different, but we're, like, we like a lot of the same nerdy shit, and 
it was odd because like same thing with him like trying to make friends that weren't friends that you already had so like going through the process again of like getting to know someone yeah. and seeing what someone likes like what buttons they have not to press you know dude like, it's like I know you can't really relate to this but it's like when you have a long term girlfriend you guys break up it's like fuck the next person I have to like do it all over, learn, do it all over again <laughs> like the introduction like right. shit I can't fart in front of you for like six months and my stomach gonna kill me every time I leave you right you know that kind of thing or it's like where, where's you know like what if I get uncomfortable when we're cuddling because my arm's gonna fucking lose circulation can I move without it's you like so getting pissed how funny oh first cuddle sesh compared to first like cuddle after being oh, with for awesome. like a couple years it's like awesome. alright you gotta move <laughs> yeah get off me <laughs> but did, did you find it odd when you were making, like, new friends when you were already older? Um, well, one of them is my roommate, so I was kind of forced into that one. True. And, you know, your freshman year of college, you are sharing these brand new experiences with the, all these other kids. They're going through the same thing as you. It's the first time you're away from home, first time you're living with someone else that you don't even know, first time you're on your own, doing your own thing, having to figure yourself out, having to time manage yourself, you know, having it to have it in yourself to go to things and be, make sure you go to class, make sure you go to practice on time and do all this shit and be an adult. And you're going through all this time and then, you know, the first few months that you're in it, it's like a, it's like a shock to you. It's a shock to your lifestyle, especially if you're nurtured as a, as a kid. And it's like, you know, just it just brings you guys together. You find the interests that you both have and you, know, you learn how to make new friends and you learn how to be cool with everybody. And you're going through the same hells that they're going through. You're going through all the same shit. So that brings you close together. That's why all the kids that you're a freshman with, especially if you play college football, all the freshman kids that you're with, you're all going through that shitty college like experience, first time being a high school player, when all of you were the studs in your high school, and now you're just a piece no, of shit yeah, freshman, no, and you're just like, you know, get used to life. And you have that experience with people, and it, that just shit just brings you together and stuff like that. So there's that. And then when I go to TCNJ... I be a, I'm a fucking nerd. I hate all the kids on my football team. They're all like fucking faggots. And then, you know, I'm in class and the secret nerd in me, which is more powerful than I think any part of me is, is me being a nerd and learning things and, you know, liking weird shit. Um, uh, my friend now, one of my best friends, you know, we found out that we had the same interests, whether it was like a, some joke that he said or some joke that I said, and we're like, oh shit like that's funny you know whether it's movie quotes or um some nerdy show that you've both seen and you're the only ones in the class that's seen that shit you know it's just like weird things that bring you together and then you start hanging out with them and asking them to go out you know at college show you say oh dude we should go out something like we should you should come to the club with us one night or come eat at my table in the cafeteria shit like that so you slowly build a relationship that way and then you know at that point you're both adults you both you know there's no fake shit involved there's no other people involved and it's just, you know, straight up becoming friends. And it's great because you're in the same class. You have to be with the person. Um, and then you choose if you want to see them outside of class. Then you learn about them, how they are outside of class. It's just a process of making new friends. But if you find ones that you like, you know, sometimes you weed out some. Sometimes you'll go out with one and see that they're not fun or they're fucking weird or something like that. <laughs> you don't want to talk to them ever again. Right. So it's it's a long process. You, you meet a lot of people along the way. And... Um, there's just certain aspects of both of your lives that have to, you know, coincide before you decide if that person is going to be your friend or not. And then it's got to be a mutual feeling that you both feel the same way about each other. It's not like a 
you know, fucking relationship, but it is a relationship. Friendship has ship and it's a relationship. Mm. So you both have to feel the same way about each other. And if you don't, then that person may not like you. Then you say, you don't feel like a piece of shit about it. You say, all right, fuck it. That person doesn't like me. That's fine. You know, you move on until you find something that you b- both can do the same things and not get in arguments about it. And if you do get in arguments about it, it's over within five minutes and that's it. You move on. You guys are friends. You like the same shit and that's it. Mm-hmm. And long story short, out of all the people I met at the first college I went to, he's the only one I still talk to. And at TCNJ, the only people I still talk to from there is him and my lady. And that's it. That's the only people I talk to from college. Nice. Yep. So I literally have one or two from each institution that I've been at that I still talk to. So I have my four quarters. It's sweet. Yep. Sweet, man. You got a work friend yet or no? You don't no, I don't talk to people at work at all. You don't fuck with that? I put my headphones on, listen to my music, do my work, and leave. Nice. Because in corporate is where you, corporate lifestyle is where you see that high school never ends, people are gossiping all the time. In corporate America, people look to stab you in the fucking back. Oh, it's brutal, dude. Yep. It's like high school never ends there. And not, not only to... It doesn't help that I'm the youngest person on that floor that I work on either. I'm, I'm with fucking, you know, old-ass parents that all they do is talk about their fucking kids all day. And I'm like, God damn it. I just, I just can't relate to them at all, so I just put my headphones on and do my work, and that's it. That's funny. Yeah. That's so funny, man. Well, is there anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to let the people know about us? We do anything else that was... Hopefully this isn't the, the last, but it is the first, and I'm just... You know, happy I got to do this with you, and it was happened to be our first one, and it happened to be on National Best Friend Day. I think it was a perfect day for us to do this. It's pretty much, you know, our conversations yeah, we have all the time when, yeah. when we're not on, you know, a podcast. We talk about this shit every single time. We're, you know, reminiscing with old friends is the best. I think it's funny how we didn't even realize what day it was until you got here. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> we're scrolling through, you're scrolling through something, you're like, oh shit, it's National Best Friend Day. I'm like, oh shit, and you're like, Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, if you got nothing else you want to say, or well, with that said, with everything that we said, it's just I hope a lot of you have you know a lot of best friends, and I hope they're as good of friends to you as you are to them, and I hope they're real friends, and I hope you know you guys have something like me and Robbie do, whether you're male, female, transgender, don't know what you are. Um, friendship's important in life, and I'm lucky to have a friend like Robbie, and I hope you guys are lucky enough to have a friend like Robbie and a friend like me to Robbie. <laughs> so, with that said, I'll uh, uh, ooh, my butt. I'll now, let Robbie finish it up here. <laughs> Another thing too is if you're if you're a young listener, which I don't think there is many young listeners, but if you are, don't get discouraged that you know if friends come and go because they do. You know, don't get discouraged if someone who you considered a really, really best friend goes away for a while and you don't hear from them at all. Because I'm, I, I recently went through that, and you know, I've kind of reconnected with that friend, and it's good. So don't get discouraged with anything, and understand like if you lose a friend, I mean. If you're young and you if you lose a friend, like don't don't sulk or be upset. I mean, you're young. You're gonna meet a lot of friends. We just talked about different stages of friendships. There's your neighborhood friends, middle school friends, 
high school friends, college friends, and there can be work friends, not so much for Craig, but there's people who make friends at work. So, I mean, if you're lucky enough to keep someone throughout all those phases, I mean, you're blessed and that's a good person to have. But if you don't, I mean, just embrace it and embrace the good memories that you had. So. Well, that sparked something in me too. And it's just, if you have a friend out there who you, you guys had a special relationship growing up and you haven't been in touch with for a long time, um, and you know, you, this podcast kind of sparks some memories that you have with some old friends and you haven't talked to them in a while and they, and you think they're worth your while still send them a text, see how they're doing. For sure. That's yeah. how it started with me. Send them a text. I don't know. Yeah, send them a text. I know calling is not our thing in this generation. So <laughs> good thing we have text messages, you know, send them a text, see how they're doing. I mean, connecting with old friends is always good and nostalgic. So definitely reach out to them and see how everything's going. And, uh, maybe you guys can meet up and, uh, It'll be like nothing ever happened. Yeah, right on. Good words, brother. All right, y'all. So I think if if he's got nothing else to say, I sure shit got nothing else to say other than that this man to the left of me right now is one of the best people I know and someone who I love a lot, and he's great. And it's pretty odd that I'm, I'm sitting to your right. No, that seems right. Seems right. I never sat on your left. Oh, but you, like anyone yeah, right. you sit on my left. I sit on your right. Yeah, so it just seems right. This is yeah. right. All right, Craig, you want to say uh, want to say bye? You want to say bye to the listeners or no? <laughs> I don't have like a. Uh, you don't have to come. You just say bye, and then I'll say something. Yeah, I don't have like an anchorman end of end of uh, scene quote or anything. But all right, well, great words. My great man. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in again. Have a cocktail with us. Slug one for the working man. Happy National Best Friend Day. Good night.